Welcome to all of you from your centers. Last week we talked about eating vegetarian food and having metta, loving kindness and compassion for all living beings through not eating meat throughout the vegetarian festival period. And this week I will talk about harmony. The harmony of a group or community will make their work and duties meet with success and lead to happiness. Because to gain harmony, we need to be able to forgive each other. And sometimes we may have arguments or differences of views and opinions, and we may feel very strongly in those views, and this is normal. With many different types of people, there are many different views. But even if we have differences of views, we may discuss how right or wrong those views are, but it doesn't become a cause for arguments and disharmony. And this is really important. The time I was living in Wat Nongpapong, Venerable Ajahn Chah talked about the harmony of the Sangha. He emphasized the harmony of the Sangha in doing all the duties and work together, whether doing morning and evening chanting, hauling water, having the daily meal, doing all the work, to do it in harmony, to start it together and to end it together. This is so that there isn't fault-finding that arises in each other. If there is harmony, then there are no obstacles to practice and meditation. If we don't have harmony, and each of us are looking at the faults of others, then it becomes an obstacle to one's meditation and practice. Because this leads to anger, proliferation of thoughts, and ill will, and in the end, there are arguments. There will be no harmony and there will be no happiness. Ajahn Chah gave an example that there was a pair of laymen who came to undertake the eight precepts in the monastery every weekly observance day. They would go eat together. But later one day there was some chili that they shared and one of them didn't like sour and one liked sour. The one who liked sour he squeezed a lemon into the chili and they ended up arguing over it. And later they didn't eat together anymore. They didn't sit in the same area as each other. They didn't look at each other. They had ego and strong views in the mind. From being good friends they ended up arguing with each other. There was no harmony. This was all because one liked sour taste and one didn't like the sour taste. It was just views and ego in the heart. Ajahn Chah said, Have a look. Just this much and people can separate already. Just from wrong views. Here the Buddha taught frequently on the Dhamma that will make us have love and harmony with each other, which has six aspects. One, in terms of bodily actions, to have metta, loving-kindness to others when in front of them and behind their back. Verbal actions, having the quality of metta in front of them and behind their back. Mental thoughts, this mind that has the quality of metta to each other. When we have anything arise, like wealth, food or things that can be used, then we share them. We aren't selfish and use them only for oneself. We have sila or morality that is at the same level. And we have views that are the same. And even if we have different views, we don't argue over them.
It is normal that our views are different and our likes are different, but we won't argue because of these differences of views. This makes us able to live together happily. Even in one family, living together, say for a husband and wife, it is normal that their thoughts won't be the same on everything. But they both need to listen to the reasons behind each other's views and be able to live together. Whether their differences are a lot or a little, they can forgive each other over any unhappiness that comes over things that when they live together. So over this whole period of the three-month rains retreat, we have been coming to practice Dhamma together, keeping sila, listening to Dhamma and discussing Dhamma. And there are likely some things that we may not like. We may feel that they go against our views and we may have made some karma in terms of actions, speech or thoughts that maybe we didn't speak in a good way. We did something bad or we have had bad thoughts to each other over these three months. Then we all need to play our part in forgiving each other. Giving forgiveness is very important because forgiveness is a gift that is hard to do. It is more difficult than giving material things. Giving material dana, we can do this already. We can share our things. But when we have anger and ill will, giving forgiveness to those that make us angry is hard to do. So you need to slowly practice at it. Slowly, bit by bit. By starting with metta for yourself, forgiving oneself first. Then having metta to those that we love, metta to our friends, and have the mind that forgives them. This is easy to do. But those that we are angry, hate or dislike, we try to work at it and forgive them. And when the mind has strength, then it will be gradually able to forgive. But however it is, most of us have a good level of morality. And you are friends that come to these Dhamma sessions together. Or you are monks and novices that come to live together. It's almost three months now in this rains retreat. And over this period, you may have had some small conflicts, maybe some speech and actions or thoughts in the mind that have arisen. But each person should try to forgive each other. And whatever we do, we do it together. And then we will meet with success. Even some types of animals, like a flock of geese, have harmony in flying. When they fly in search of warmer weather, they have a leader that directs the flight. The harmony of this flock allows them to be able to travel far distances together, much more than if alone. Let us watch together how a flock of geese fly. Can you see that the flock of geese, they fly together in a V formation? It means the air resistance is less and less energy is expended. That flock of Geese will have one leader in the flight and that will show the direction. And if they are tired, there will be another one to take its place. And whoever is injured, there will be another to help look after them until they are strong and can come back into the flock again. They try to go as a group together. They help each other and can go far distances. This reduces a lot of tiredness in the work. If you do it yourself, then you will be tired. But if we do it harmoniously together, 
and there will be a lot of strength, a great strength, like in the flock of geese we saw. Even though they are animals, they know the method to stay together with harmony and unity. And this is worth thinking about and using it as a teaching, even for the monks as well. We need to learn from it and practice with it. For example, the leader monk has the duty to lead the chanting pujas. One day, if he doesn't come, the mic is left there. Here, there is no need to say anything. If we are close to it, then we take that mic and lead the chanting. There's no need to wait until the leader monk tells us to pick up the mic and lead the chanting. It isn't necessary. Everyone needs to know that the mic is for leading the chanting. When the time that the leader is sick or tired or doesn't come, and we see the mic for leading the chanting, so we pick it up and lead the chanting. If we are close to the front, then we pick up the mic and do the duty of leading the chanting in their place. We don't let that mic be free. And that is one example. And we need to do chanting together, do the chores and duties together. Here there is no need to say anything. Everyone should know their duty. When it comes time to wash robes on the day before the lunar observance days, which is done in case it rains. But if on that day we didn't wash robes because it was raining, then we do it the next day. Everyone should think that because we didn't wash our robes the day before, then today we need to wash robes. We have to light the fire. We don't let it be left to one particular monk. If it is already lit, then we can come back and know it's been done. We help each other out. There's no need to wait for the senior monk to tell us to light the fire. If on one day the senior monk didn't say anything, then the monks will go without washing their robes. This we need to think about. It's a duty of each person to think and do. Just like the flock of geese that flies. And when the leader is tired and retreats, there is another coming up immediately. There's no need to say anything. They know that we need to go together like this. There needs to be a leader all the time, and also someone who takes over their place. And there needs to be someone who looks after the ones who are weaker or in need of help, like looking after the monks who are sick. This is one example. So if we have harmony, then in the Sangha we will have prosperity. If it is within a family, then they will have prosperity. In whichever community or society that has harmony, then they will have happiness arise. The Buddha said, Sukha Sangasa Samaki. The harmony of that community leads to happiness and prosperity. If lacking harmony, then there will be decline that arises. The Buddha said that if the king of the Lichavis have harmony, then they will only have prosperity. But what if they didn't have prosperity? Then they must have decline. King Ajastru sent Sagara Brahman to destroy the harmony between the king of the Lichavis, and when they had no more harmony, he sent troops to take them over and could be victorious against all the king of the Lichavis. So the harmony of a group is important. When we have harmony already and we practice Dhamma, there will still be differences in actions, speech and thoughts, but we then forgive each other and this will give us happiness and prosperity to us all. May you all grow in blessings.